0: Tonight, Spider-Man 3 gets strange, someone's betting against Wonder Woman 84, and Soul skips the theater. All that and more on the Comics Edition of Multiverse Tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight! Here's our host, Thomas Townley. Spoilers. Hello, everyone. Spoilers. Spoilers. The double-digit episode 99 of Multiverse Tonight. It's been a long road getting from there to here, and now I've just quoted Enterprise, and I hate myself. Anyway, um, I don't have a lot to say here at the opening of the show. I'm hungry, and I'm ready to go, so let's... Go on and start with the Marvel news. Now we've gotten some character hints for Disney Plus's upcoming Hawkeye series. Some casting descriptions have shown up, including quote, including quote, Misha, twenty to forty, 20, between twenty and forty, male or female, Eastern European henchman, speaks with an accent, supporting, strong supporting slash recurring character, Bella, female. White, 8 years old, precocious, daring, confident, with a sense of humor. Brady, male, white, 9 years old, energetic, and sweet. Heather, female, white, Midwestern, 26 years old, smart, and scrappy, does what she needs in order to survive. Rose, female, 8 years old, deaf, indigenous, independent, athletic, and bright. Small sporting. Please note that the dialogue in the audition scene can be spoken in English or signed in American Sign Language if the actor knows the language. Richard, 40s to 50 year old. Male, an indigenous, American, a loving father and fierce protector. Mary, female, late 30s to 40s, open ethnicity, highly professional and ambitious career woman, no nonsense, recurring. David Sherman, Detective Sherman, 40s, male, open ethnicity, New York City detective, recurring. Alex, female or male, 30s to 50. A sincere but funny oddball with an obsession for the fantasy sci-fi genre. Now, make of that list what you will. You know, it's basically just an kind of opening open casting call. So uh, we'll see how that fits into the Hawkeye series. It sounds like, uh, you know, maybe he'll have a bunch of kids tagging along with him or something. Or maybe those are just the ones at home. Who knows? Benedict Cumberbatch is joining Spider-Man 3. As master of the mystical arts, Doctor Stephen Strange. Now, according to an exclusive report in the Hollywood Reporter, Doctor Strange will be in the mentor role to Spider-Man in this movie, like Tony Stark and the scroll Nick Fury in the previous two movies. Now, if you remember, the last comic book in the last comic book episode of my podcast, we got the news that Jamie Fox had joined up on the uh, movie as well. Spider-Man 3 is due in theaters December 17th, 2021, and then Doctor Strange will be appearing in the sequel to Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, a, month la- a few months later, in March 25th of 2022. So, uh, that sounds interesting, you know, I hate to, at some point, I guess, if they do a fourth Spider-Man movie, I'd love to see just Spider-Man standing alone you know, on his own two feet without having without having a mentor nearby. But I guess, you know, it it's what it is. So, you know, we'll just go on. Now while we're on casting news, if you'll remember again in the last edition of the podcast, I talked about Tatiana Mislani being cast as she hulk for a new Disney Plus series. Well Tatiana is denying the report, in an interview with the Canadian newspaper, the Sudbury Star, she said, quote, "I was hoping to ask you about some of the stuff you've got going on too. Obviously, you're the new She-Hulk, which is a well." The paper asked this question, of course. I was hoping to ask you about some of the stuff you've got got going on too. Obviously, you are the new She-Hulk, which is a pretty big deal. Answer. She said, "The that actually isn't a real thing. It, it's like a press release that's gotten out of hand. It's totally not. I've been connected to these things in the past, and press has gotten onto it. But it's not actually a thing, unfortunately. The, question, the questioner said, seriously? I think I even saw it on the BBC, like serious News outlet. She responded, quote, yeah, I don't know how these things get, I don't know, I don't know. You know better. I have no idea, she laughed unquote. So I guess it's up to you and me to suss this out. Is she telling the truth? Or is she just trying to keep it a wrap for an announcement at a later date? You know, inquiring minds want to know. IDW's Captain Marvel series, Marvel Action Cap- Captain Marvel, will be relaunching in 2021. Writer Sam Meggs and artist Sweeney Boo are returning with art by newcomer Isabel Escalante. Now, Escalante will be handling the first two-part story with Boo coming in for issues three, four, three through five. Sam Maggs said in a statement, Quote, Writing for Carol, who always has been and always will be my favorite superhero, has been a career highlight, and it's I'm so thrilled to continue continue her story with the amazing team at IDW. Carol is powerful, self-assured, and independent, but there's still so much she can learn about playing well with others. One of my favorite things about Ryan Carroll's Marvel action adventures has been delving into her relationships with other heroines, and we'll be continue- continuing that theme in this new series. Unquote. TMZ, and I know I don't often quote from TMZ, but this is a really interesting story. TMZ reports that the original cover art for the Punisher, Punisher's first appearance in Amazing Spider-Man number 129 will soon go up for auction at Comic Connect at the end of November, and is expected to go for millions of dollars. The art had originally been sold to a private collector by a co-artist Gil Kane, and is estimated to be worth $2 million. So it'll be interesting to Very interesting to see what this eventually goes for. Now, in an effort to inform people about mail-in balloting, a collection of actors and comedians got together for a new video with Represent US, and they did it in the nude. The video features Mark Ruffalo, Tiffany Haddish, Amy Schumer, Josh Gad, Sarah Silverman, Chelsea Handler, Ryan Ryan Bathy, and Naomi Campbell. The nudity had a point, as is to remind you, Thus, some states make you put the envelope, the ballot, in two envelopes, and that just using one will get your ballot labeled as a naked ballot, which will be tossed out. I'll have a link to this video in the show notes. Patton Oswald says that Hulu's Modoc would be out as soon as the beginning of 2021. The comedian, actor, and executive producer told Collider, quote, The episodes have been written, they've been recorded, now they're being animated. And because we committed very hard to the stop-motion aspect to it, and we're really packing every frame with crazy detail, it's looking like it'll be early next year, but I don't know the exact date yet. Unquote. You know, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, You know, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. And finally, uh, in Marvel news, with the Eternals movie being delayed, the release of the new Eternals comic, Relaunch, has also been pushed back. Marvel has pushed back the release of Eternals number one to January 9th, to January 6th, 2021. The movie itself has been rescheduled for November 5th of 2021. Your mileage may vary. Now, let's go on to the DC comic news. Michael B. Jordan will be producing the Static Shock movie alongside scribe Reginald Hudlin via Jordan's Outlier Society production banner. Now, in a statement with The Hollywood Reporter, Jordan said, I am proud to be a part of building a new universe centered around black superheroes. Our community deserves that. Outlier Society is committed to bringing to life diverse comic book content, across all platforms and we are excited to partner with Reggie and Warner Brothers on this initial step. Unquote. Now not only is DC making a static shock movie, Hudlin will also be writing the new Static Shock digital comic series under the milestone banner starting in February. Black Adam has cast actress Sarah Shahi in an unnamed role. According to the deadline, she will play quote, university professor and freedom fighter leading the resistance in Kandak. Sarah Shahi might be best known known for her role in Person of Interest. Ruby Rose, the Batwoman of Season 1 of the Air vs. Batwoman show, has finally elaborated on why she left the series. Speaking with the Jess Cagle show, she said, It wasn't that. That definitely made Going Back to Work so quickly tricky, but they really accommodated, accommodated trying to help me out as the best they could going back so early because we wanted to obviously meet the release date of the show. I think what played a big part was more we got shut down early. We didn't get to finish the first season, which is such a shame, especially for a first season show. And then we went into lockdown with COVID, and thinking of it in quarantine and lockdown, there was a lot of thought and reflection, and kind of everyone did it. We all kind of thought about where we're at, and so Warner Brothers and producer Greg Berlanti and we were discussing the show, and we had a conversation. I had a great time on Batwoman. I am so proud of what we achieved. We set out to achieve something pretty significant, you know, the first-ever live-action Batwoman and the first-ever out gay superhero, her and Kate Kane. And I loved the character and the whole experience, but we did have a discussion, and we sort of mutually agreed that probably what was best for the show at the time was that they go in a different direction, and I go in a different direction. It was tough, because it was sad, because we will love each other, but also it made sense for so many different reasons, and I think at the end of the day, I'm really excited to watch season two. I think the show is great. I love the cast. I'm still in contact with everyone. But it was it was a decision that we talked about, we discussed, we slept on. But at the time, with all that reflection, it just seemed like the right thing to do, unquote. Now, she also said she was proud of the work she did on the show series, but she feels her leaving was best for the show. Hmm. Now, speaking of the CW, maybe the CW should restart production on the second season of Swamp Thing? The series, which lasted only one season on the DC Nerds app, has been reused on the CW as so the network is buying time for its regular shows to get episodes made for air. Now, according to TV Line, the series is actually doing great numbers on the CW's Tuesday night, giving them the largest audience in that time slot since May 19th, which was an episode of DC's Supergirl, or Stargirl, excuse me. Now, uh, you know, I'd say maybe they should throw a few shekels into the Swamp Thing pot and see where that goes. Now, there's also good news on the filming front. Lucifer Season 6 has officially started filming. Now, they wrote on Twitter, quote, Henderson, quote, today is the first day of shooting Lucifer season six, so happy we're finished with up season five, and we will be working our buns off to get it finished and to Netflix. Thanks to our incredible cast and crew for working hard and safe and delivering a kick ass finale. Now, showrunner Joe Henderson announced on Twitter that the, with the happy news, quote, Lucifer fans were surprised and with the announcement of one season renewal back in July. Originally, season five was to have been the show's last, and I'm still so far behind on that show, it's not even funny. The Green Lantern show Greg Berlanti is making for HBO Max has found a showrunner and a set of writers. The show will be written by Seth Graham Smith and Mark Guggenheim, with Seth acting as showrunner. The show will focus on multiple Green Lanterns, including Guy Gardner, Jessica Cruz, Simon Boz, and Alan Scott and will also feature Sinestro and Kilowog, as well as brand new characters to the Green Lantern Corps. Now, there's uh, if there's a, to ever to be a live-action Batman Beyond series, there's someone who already wants the part. MTV's Teen Wolf star uh, Tyler Posey said that he would be down to play the part of Terry McGinnis. Posey told Collider that he's a fan of the animated series, and he thinks he would bring energy to the part. He said, quote, Yeah, I really want to do Batman Beyond. There was a cartoon years ago called Batman Beyond, and I really want to adapt it into a TV show. I want to do that so bad. I think it would be a really cool spin on a younger Batman. I know Rob Pattinson is doing the the new one right now, and he's younger but not as young as me. I think it would be cool to do a take on old Batman being this mentor to a younger Batman, unquote. Mm -hmm. I would be down to see... You know, at least production images for something like that to see, you know, what kind of aesthetic they would go for on a show like that. Might be interesting. Wonder Woman 1984 is set to hit theaters on Christmas weekend. But box office uh, pro chief analyst Sean Robbins is predicting that the movie might be pushed back again to another holiday weekend in 2021. He told Observer.com, quote, Optimistically, there's a window for a big tent pole around the President's and Valentine's Day holiday weekend in February since Marvel's Eternals vacated the spot. That uh, would be a good fit in, the, a fit if the fall and winter fight against the virus goes better than expected and New York alongside Los Angeles reopens theaters by then. Unquote. Now Robbins also added that another good weekend for it to land on would be the weekend of June 11th. Do you think they'll delay Wonder Woman a little bit longer to uh, get theaters, you know, back open again before they put this out? Because remember that uh, the the uh, C- Cineworld Regal Theaters across the United States are shut down. And so you have a lot less box office traffic right now. So what do you think? Let's go on to the geek news. Cassandra Pearson, a.k.a. Elvira, Mistress of the, Mistress of the Dark, alongside Diamond, uh, Dynamite Comics, has launched a Kickstarter for a new comic described as, quote, Dynamite is the proud publisher of Elvira Comics, and we've been um, having a delight, deadly delightful time bringing her into our four-color world. Since the beginning, writer David L. Avalone has worked with Cassandra Pearson to really hone in Elvira's voice and make it the great comic series it is today when it came time to create another Elvira comic we heard Dynamite decide it was time to pull out all the stops and combine the talents of David and Cassandra to make an Elvira comic that really services the fans this fall dynamite presents Elvira the omega Mam, an epic 48 page comic event that sees Elvira waking up in the midst of a quarantine ap- apocalypse timely we know Watch Elvira's adventures as she makes new friends, confronts new fiends, and tries to find her way into a, the figurative and literal li- land of the living, unquote. And the project has uh, less than 25 days to go and has made its goal of $6,666 several times over. So, uh, you know, it's going to be made. Disney Pixar's upcoming movie, Soul, has been diverted to Disney+, Plus instead of hitting theaters. The film arriving, will arrive on the streaming service just in time for kids to unwrap the presents on Christmas Day. And in now in international markets, it'll still be released theatrically. Soul is about a band teacher named Joe Gardner, played by Jamie Foxx, who gets the chance of a lifetime to play in the best jazz club in town until he takes a wrong step and ends in an out-of-body experience. The film is co directed by Pete Docker, Doctor and Kemp Powers, and also stars Felicia Rashad, Amir Questlove Thompson, Amir Questlove Thompson, Angela Bassett and David Diggs, and it features music from Late Show bandleader John Batiste, and a score from Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Yep. Yeah. The uh, previews I've seen for this you know, really seem interesting. I'm really looking forward to seeing this movie. You know, and you know, by Christmas, I think we'll need something something to distract us. Heavy Metal is launching its own creator-owned comics imprint called Magma Comics. They've hired former IDW publishing managing editor Denton J. Tipton to run it with an eye on launching in spring of 2021. Now Magma will offer what Heavy Metal is calling original and sophisticated genre fiction from creators like Doctor Who writer Paul Cornell, Captain America artist Butch Gaichi, and Maul Jade L- 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 Langier. The first few titles for the imprint are Chasing the Dragon by J. J. Tipton, Menton 3, and Gil Lascano, launching at the end of February. Ember Blake by Jade L- Lagier, Butch Geis, Dan Brown, and Jill L- Lascano, a graphic novel due at the end of March, and The Modern Frankenstein by Paul Cannell, Amy Vilecci, and P- Pippa Boland, and set with Sam Boland due out at the end of, of April. At New York Comic Con, TV series creator Robert Kirkman said that the Invincible animated show will have the same flavor as the original comics. The eight part series is set to air on Amazon Prime Video in 2021. Now, each episode will be an hour long and will be the first show from the deal that Amazon Studios made with Mr. Kirkman. Invincible is about Mark Grayson, played by Steven Yeun, who would be a normal teen if not for the fact that his dad is the most powerful superhero on the planet. The show will feature the voices of J.K. Simmons, Sandra Oh, Seth Rogen, Zazie Beetz, Mark Hamill, Michael Dorn, and others. Netflix says thanks, but no thanks, to a series based on Mark Millar's comic The Magic Order, The project had been an early pre-production in Prague with a targeted 2021 start. Deadline reports that Netflix is still high on The Magic Order intellectual property and hopes that maybe they'll make it to a series at some point in the future, just not now. The Magic Order was part of Netflix's 2017 acquisition of Mark Millar's Millar World imprint. And that, folks, brings us to the end... ...of the comic book news. Uh, now, check us out on social media. We're, of course, on Twitter. We're at Multiverse Tom on Facebook, and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute to the show, uh, please visit MT Podcast to go to the Coffee Patreon, and FM links as well. Or just go to Multiverse Tonight and hit the Support Me link at the very top of the page. And be sure... To visit multiverse tonight.com to check out the affiliate marketplace store, the link to the T public store, our show notes, and so much more. You know, the occasional column, uh, you know, what we're doing, what I'm thinking, stuff like that. If you're a subscriber, share it with your friends, you know. If you're brand new to the show, be sure to subscribe. You know, give me some feedback. You know, the next episode after this one is, of course, episode one hundred. So I hope uh, you'll all turn in tune into that. Uh, there's an interview I'm hoping to get for for that that uh, sci-fi fans will really like. Of course, it's the sci-fi edition, and uh, I'm hoping to have a new intro. I'm hoping to have you know, basically refresh the show starting with episode one hundred. But uh, in the meantime. Give me some feedback. Let me know how we're doing. Now, special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the comic book edition of Multiverse tonight. We'll be back in two weeks with episode 100, the sci-fi edition, and two weeks and a few days for episode 101, the comic book edition. Now, please, exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Maldives Night is a production of Half-Baked Giana Productions, copyright 2020, all rights reserved.